Oh, it's the NFC East, so you know I gotta fucking play it. You're in the doghouse. Cowboy. Cowboy. Scripts and fake press, find a nest in the hills, chill like Flint, buy an old drop top, find a spot in the then I'm a kid, rock it up and down your block, with a bottle of scotch, and watch lines of crotch, buy a yacht with a flag, saying chill in the most, then rock that bitch up and down the coast, give a toast to the sun, drink with the stars, get thrown in the mix, and tossed out of bars, sip the tea you wanna, I wanna roam, find old town, telling fools to come back. I don't want to be a fucking cowboy. Fuck that. Oh my god. Why do I play that shit? Oh Christ. Well, what, a, what is up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy. This is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13. And over at Facebook, if you still have one. Dennis and Roy over there. Why don't you just hit me up if you want some of these great depth charts or if you want some of these spreadsheets there. Don't you know? God, I got caught in a fucking Mad TV Stewart. Uh, the whole Stewart character rabbit hole on fucking youtube jesus christ as you can tell i'm being very unprofessional i don't fucking care i'm having a couple of daiquiris or two what of it i'm trying to enjoy the rest of my night which is going to be at basically the end of this podcast because i have to go to bed and get up at two in the morning so Without further ado, we are going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys offense. We do love this offense for fantasy football. Returning, your starting quarterback is one Dakota Prescott. Uh, We do like Dak Prescott. I do believe he is one of the guys that will go in the earlier rounds, not like, say, Patrick Mahomes in the second, but definitely going to go probably about at least about the fourth round. If you want to take a shot on him, I think you're okay, but I would stress that your team is going to want to be built uh, very strong with your first three picks before you take him. Otherwise, you could get uh, pretty shitty somewhere mid-range in the season because you're going to want to make sure you have at least two top-end running backs, and you're going to want to make sure you have one stud receiver, not one receiver that you think can be a stud. You want to have the stud wide receiver. At running back, we do have Ezekiel Elliott returning. His handcuff, Tony Pollard. Ezekiel Elliott is going to be another first-round draft pick again this year. Uh where he goes, that's going to be kind of the question. We're going to definitely follow the ADP of the first-round running backs. Uh, he's going anywhere from mid-range to the back end. Wide receivers, you're going to have Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup on the outside, although I'm still not completely sold that Michael Gallup is going to be the guy that's going to be across from Amari Cooper. 
when they go two wide sets because CD Lamb, who will be slotted in the <laughs> slotted in the slot, um, is way more talented than Michael Gallup, so it would only make sense that Amari Cooper and CD Lamb would be the two outside uh, main receivers when they go two wide. You know, maybe twelve personnel with the two tight ends and the two wide receivers. So, um, expect that. That's kind of why CD Lamb's getting drafted as high as what he is because D- Dak Prescott did really, really like CD Lamb when Dak Prescott was available to throw the football for the Dallas Cowboys. But we do know that he got hurt uh, week five. <clears throat> Amari Cooper, I do still like. Uh, we're gonna have to really check out. Um, what draft capital you're going to have to spend on Amari Cooper versus CeeDee Lamb. Uh, whichever one is lower is who I really, really like. Um, I believe Amari Cooper is actually going behind CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb has been really kind of ballooning this offseason. At tight end, it's going to be a mishmash between one return of Blake Jarwin ugh, and Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz played his way into a tight end one spot uh, at the end of last year. Uh, Andy Dalton was really, really fond of one Dalton Schultz. Blake Jarwin didn't even get a shot, basically, uh, getting hurt at the beginning of the season. So with him returning, he is the better tight end. In terms of talent, he's the better tight end of the two. But Dalton Schultz was a guy... Uh, that we were kind of looking at when he was drafted. I believe 2018 was when him and Goddard were drafted, um, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, for right now, I'm probably staying off both because just because you're going to see a lot of targets going to Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and then Michael Gallup kind of being the tertiary piece there. The Dallas defense, uh, I think we're going to just go ahead and just stay away from again this season. Even though they did add a shitload of talent, I do like the future of the Dallas defense. But for right now, going to stay away. Dak Prescott does come in as QB4, pick 46. So I was right. Uh, Very end of the first round, or a first round, fourth round um, there. So... Yeah, I would take a. I probably, honestly, would take a shot on him, especially if you were picking from the one spot and you got Christian McCaffrey, you got a stud running back. Uh, we're able to pick up a wide receiver one there. Um, if Dak Prescott was falling to the back at right at that four or five turn, uh, I would say I would probably pull the trigger on it. To be completely honest with you. At running back, you're going to have Zeke Elliott coming in as RB7. He is stabilized as the seventh overall pick, so kind of right in the middle area. He did drop to eighth for a week. That was the second week after the draft, taking ADP into account. Um, So that's probably right where he's going to end up unless we see uh, one or two running backs fall in that first round. Let's see here. Tony Pollard. There he is. He's uh, RB41. So he is an RB4. Pick 110. So everybody knows, you know, Tony Pollard tends to be one of the higher end backups uh, to get drafted. So you're going to probably have to take him earlier. You're going to have to take him before the double digit rounds hit. So you're looking at probably like eight, nine, somewhere in there. 
depending upon your league, of course, and how good the players are in that league. But most of my leagues, uh, he will be. He will be. If he's sitting there at tenth round, he'll he's going to be uh, poached right in there. Uh, no later than that. Uh, going to the wide receiver, CD Lamb does come in as the first wide receiver off the board for the Dallas Cowboys. Comes in at wide receiver thirteen, so he's a high end two. Pick thirty eight. <clears throat> so right at the beginning of the fourth round, Amari Cooper actually goes as wide receiver seventeen getting taken at pick 45, so a little bit more towards the back end of the fourth round. <sighs> so now we have kind of the question. You got both Dallas wide receivers. You got two of the Dallas wide receivers going in the fourth round. Which one are you going to go? You're going to go CeeDee Lamb or you're going to go Amari Cooper? Now, both of them really do um, perform well with Dak Prescott. Any wide receiver really should with Dak Prescott. Um to be completely honest with you, I might actually side with CeeDee Lamb in this spot. I was really high on him in rookie drafts last year. Um, Amari Cooper's kind of getting a little long in the tooth. CeeDee Lamb seemed to perform quite a bit better. Um, it's not to say that I don't like Amari Cooper. It, I think he's definitely worth where he's being drafted right now. Although, I will say this. If Cooper happens to drop into the fifth, we get some pump-ups on Chris Godwin, DJ Moore, and Deontay Johnson, even Adam Thielen behind him, um, to where they they kind of springboard over Cooper, um, then I would probably say I would roll with Amari. Let's see where Mr. Michael Gallup is going. He's going as wide receiver 48. So a wide receiver four, pick 122, so you're looking at about the 11th round. It's not too bad. It's not terrible. Not terrible. Let's see where our tight ends are going. Blake Jarwin, tight end 23, pick 178, so right at the very back end. Back at tight end two, and see now Dalton Schultz, even though he was a tight end one last year, uh, it, it was is really slipping because of Blake Jarwin's return. It comes in as tight end thirty, so a tight end three, uh, pick two thirty six. So definitely, I, th- I, in my opinion, I'm just going to stay away from that position, um, as far as the Cowboys are concerned. Moving on to the New York Giants, you're going to have Daniel Jones returning as quarterback. Has some new weapons here. Uh, we'll get to them in a minute. Uh, I don't know what to think of Daniel Jones. He goes really, really low in drafts, so he is worth an upside pick, and this is really kind of a make-or-break year for him. So super flex, two tight, uh, two quarterback leagues. I will probably take a shot on him. Now two quarterback leagues, you're probably going to want to um, back up Daniel Jones right away with a third quarterback if not making Daniel Jones your actual third quarterback. So this is one of those cases where uh, you got a guy who could who could excel, could have a higher a high upside, getting really super late in a draft. So you can take him basically as a QB three or a late or a late QB two. Um, but definitely you're gonna want to have your ass covered on it. Saquon Barkley comes in, comes return, the returns as the running back for the New York Giants. 
Uh, I do like Saquon Barkley. I am really, really worried with the, after you know coming back from this knee injury. Can't stay on the field. That's really kind of the problem. So the thing of it is, is he's going to be a first-round pick again. And, yes, he did screw me last year in the league. Um, recovered from it to still make the playoffs, but just really kind of chat my ass on that one. Um, the problem is whether or not you want the potential for him to be a problem for your team or if you just want to let somebody else draft him and let it be their problem. Um, that's kind of where I'm at on him. We'll have to see where he's going. I'm not official on where he's going. I think he's going rather high, uh, fourth or fifth pick, and I think that's really too high. Now, back end of the first round, I'd probably be more inclined to take him, but we'll get to it. Uh, Devontae Booker looks to be his backup. We do know that whenever Devontae Booker has gotten the lead role due to injury, um, due to Josh Jacobs just being a complete fucking tool, um, he just doesn't get the job done. So Saquon, as far as Saquon Barkley is concerned, I don't know if I can take anybody who ends up being his direct backup, just because it's kind of it's just kind of a a travesty, just a list of travesty right behind him. Wide receivers, you're going to have the return of Sterling Shepard, uh, one new guy on the out, other side, and Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay being the number one, Sterling Shepard being the two. And what we expect in the slot is rookie Kadarius Toney, the wide receiver out of Florida, a guy that we really did like. Um, but the question is going to be, is he right in this offense? Where he's going, it, should we take a shot? Um, There's still you know, Darius Slayton here. They did bring in John Ross from Cincinnati, no matter what you think of him. Um, is the target share going to be way too high for Kenny Galladay and Sterling Shepard? Um, that Tony's kind of, you know, doesn't really see a, a high end share. And, I mean, we can even include the tight ends here and Evan Ingram and the newly acquired uh, Kyle Rudolph. Are there enough targets to go around in this passing offense? The defense is pretty decent. So they should be in games, which means that they should be running the ball, trying to keep the pressure off their quarterback. Do we take a shot on him? Well, let's look at the ADPs and let's see what happens here, okay? So quarterback, we're going to look at Daniel Jones. Where is Daniel Jones going? Well, he's going as a QB 19, pick 136. So you're looking at somewhere he's going to be around 11th, 12th round. That's fair. Uh, two quarterback leagues, you know, super flex, of course, they're going to go a little bit higher. So you're looking at probably for a Daniel Jones. Let me think. Let me get the calculator out. Probably sixth, seventh round, somewhere in there. So it's going to be a total leap of faith with Daniel Jones, whether or not you're going to try and trust him or not. But like I said, grab the third quarterback right away or if daniel jones is your third quarterback just make sure that that second quarterback is safe all right remember in Superflex, in Superflex, my philosophy here i draft two quarterbacks in the draft i don't worry about the third unless it's just incredible value 
on a guy that I'm, you know, have some interest. He has some upside. The reason being is that at some point during the season, people get kind of dumb. They get through by early bye weeks. They tend to drop. Some people tend to drop quarterbacks, thinking, "I don't need it anymore. I got my bye week covered already. I'm good to go." That's when you can kind of snag up guys. Another thing is there's always injuries or something pops up. Um, I can help you guide you through that that process through the waivers when we get through the season. Uh, if you have any specific questions, be sure you, to DM me, message me, whatever, um, and I'll help you get through it. So Daniel Jones, we've handled Saquon Barkley. Yes, is the number four quarter or uh, running back is the number four pick overall. Uh, we're not, like I said, I'm not interested in any of the backups, so we're not going to mess there. <gasps> I just realized that in NFC South, we did not do a recap on that. Oh, shit. Well, I'm not going to fucking record that again. So we move on. Let's take a look at our wide receivers here. Kenny, uh, Kenny Galladay, Kenneth Galladay comes in at wide receiver 24. So back end, wide receiver two, pick 59. So that's back end of the fifth round. That's okay. I think that's going to be really okay there. Now he's got Jamar Chase and Brandon Ayuk right in front of him. So I'm happy with Kenny Galladay there. Uh, Cooper Cup, Tyler Lockett, T. Higgins behind him. Cooper Cup I would take before Kenny Galladay. I would take the shot on Cup even though he's going to be the second, really kind of second-leading pass catcher uh, for the L.A. Rams. Um, Stafford and him are going to love each other. So I would take Cup before I would take Kenny Galladay. But all the other guys, I would say I could take I could take Kenny Galladay in front of all of them, even Jamar Chase, even Adam Thielen, to be completely honest with you. Let's see where Sterling Shepard is going. Oh, my God. Where is he? I passed by him somewhere. I really should have earmarked all these, but... Oh, you know what? Sterling Shepard is not going second for the Giants. It's Kadarius Toney. Kadarius Toney, the rookie. Okay, there's Sterling Shepard. Kadarius Toney, the rookie, is going at wide receiver 69... So wide receiver six, pick 195. So right at the back end. Um, Shepard is going at wide receiver 71, 197. So two picks and two wide receivers back. I don't like Sterling Shepard on the outside. I like him in the slot more. Going against generally weaker cornerbacks in that slot position. Um, when he kind of gets on the outside, he kind of just, you know, he turtles up. He doesn't really get it, get the job done. So Kadarius Tony, if you had to pick, if you had to pick at the back end, like very back end, you know, last couple rounds before you do defense or kicker, I would probably take a shot on Kadarius Tony. Now here's something that was brought, that's been brought up before and it, 
can't remember exactly who said it. I wish I could have cited it, but um, I know I talked about this before. So Kenny Galladay's had a hard time staying on the field, as has Sterling Shepard. Darius Slayton has just been a bag of dog shit every once in a while, right? So that leaves Kadarius Tony as getting a lot of targets if Kenny Galladay or Sterling Shepard get hurt. Should be able to... Uh, he's talented enough to be the wide receiver two in the offense. So, as far as rookie wide receivers go, I think he's very sneaky at the very back end. You're taking a leap of faith with guys at the back end of the draft, whether you take Sterling Shepard or Kadarius Tony. Now, you can make the argument that Sterling Shepard has gotten it done. He's gotten, you know, he's the veteran and everything in there. But... If you want a guy with upside, a guy that you can hold on for, say, the first month of the season, and if he's not doing anything you can let go, why not take the shot on Tony? Just saying. Just saying. Tight ends. Let's see where our our New York Giants tight ends are going. Where's Evan Ingram? Where is Evan Ingram? There he is. Tight end 15, pick 125. So he's going in the 11th round. As a second tight end there. Um, boy, have the mighty fallen. I really wish he would have gotten traded and got off this team, but it is what it is. Uh, where is Kyle Rudolph? There he is, tight end 57. So everybody's a little bit higher in Evan Ingram than they are in Kyle Rudolph. Makes sense. Kyle Rudolph technically is a lot better blocker. Evan Ingram can slide out in the slot, uh, can go four wide uh, into more of that move tight end position. So... Don't hate it whatsoever. I did say I did like the defense. I think we've talked about this before. Uh, They are coming in at defense 18. Defense 18. That is behind the Arizona Cardinals, the Denver Broncos, the Chargers, the Chargers of all teams, and the Chicago Bears, whose defense I'm not really that high on. So um, they're weak in the secondary. Uh so New York Giants, they've gotten it. They've been getting, you know, more and more players added to here. They do have a decent, uh, uh, actually, a really good front front three when they are in the three four. I like their linebackers a lot. Uh, they did bring in a Dory Jackson. It's not the greatest, but it was better than what they had across from James Bradbury. Uh, Darnay Holmes, whether or not it's Darnay Holmes or if uh, Aaron Robinson can maybe secure that slot role. Uh, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. Uh, Safeties are really good. It's a really decent defense. So as long as Daniel Jones doesn't really fuck up, I think this defense is going to be incredibly sneaky. Um, But I don't know how sneaky. Um, It is kind of funny that a lot of people are not talking about them, but they did really, really well uh, towards the the middle back, towards the back end of last season. So keep them in mind, the Giants. Giants, sneaky. All right, on to Philadelphia, we have quarterback Jalen Hurts. Um, if anybody listened to the draft stuff from last season, um, the rookie dynasty draft, you know, draft list that I did, 
uh, any of those podcasts, you'll know that I was actually really high on Jalen Hurts. The only thing is, he, what I said was, he's going to need a year or two to really, you know, kind of grow into a system. So, <sighs> love the talent. The kid can get it done. He's really, he's a really fucking smart kid. Um, the, here's the thing that really worries me. Now, a lot of people are like, "Oh my god, Jalen Hurts! You know, he runs and he runs and all that shit." And you know, <laughs> running quarterback, running quarterback. You got to get yourself a running quarterback. Um, the thing that really worries me is that he learns one system his rookie year, and then in year two, now he's got to learn another system. Now, him having the capabilities to run does kind of offset some of that, right? So he, he has the escapability. Whether or not it's it's good overall for the team, um, as far as his fantasy value, it helps him out. I, it's just moving into that new system. Moving into the new system. Um, if, you get Jalen, if you get Jalen Hurts, I would... Definitely have a backup available, uh, somebody that's you know plenty safe, like you know farther down the list. Let's just say, like Ryan Tannehill, Baker Mayfield, Kirk Cousins. Those are safe quarterbacks back there, right? And in, in the QB two discussions. Um, so if you want to take a shot on Jalen Hurts, I don't really, I don't hate it. I mean, he's going, he's going far enough back to where it's not going to kill you. Um, this could be a year. If that line holds up, this could be a year. <sighs> kind of like uh, uh, Lamar Jackson's second year. Now, not MV, I don't think it'd be MVP ish, but, you know, similar as far as how the offenses run, how, um, what his stats would incur, right? Lots of rushing, uh, decent passing, but it got the touchdowns. So. You can take a look at him. We'll take a look at his ADP. We'll see where he goes. We make a decision from there. Running back, you're looking at Miles Sanders. Uh, now Boston Scott is still there, but they did bring in Kenneth Gainwell, the running back out of Memphis. Love him. Love him a lot. Went in the fifth round. Yes, I know Carrion Johnson's there, but Carrion Johnson doesn't do shit. Um, the real thing is what the... Th the real question is what to think about Miles Sanders. Is he worth where his draft ADP is? Or does he need to go a little bit later? Um, we know Boston Scott has been a capable backup. Uh, has been used on third downs, of course. Um, but bringing in Gainwell really makes me kind of believe that maybe Boston Scott is going to be a true backup and they're going to use Gainwell as the third down change, change of pace type guy. So it would be primarily Miles Sanders, but you'd have a little bit of Kenneth Gainwell in there uh, from time to time. Running it basically how Sirianni and his offense ran it um, when he was in Indianapolis. You know, and he had uh, Jordan Taylor or Jonathan Taylor and uh, uh, Naheem Hines. Kind of like that. Like he brings you some value as maybe an RB5, uh, you know, RB, not an RB4. He'd be more of an RB5, I think. 
Um, but we'll see. We'll see with that. Wide receivers, you're looking at last year's rookie, Jalen Rager. Devontae Smith, the rookie for this year, and I have penciled in at slot in Greg Ward. Now, I have heard some rumblings that maybe Jalen Rager is going to be a slot wide receiver, and then you'd have still have Travis Fulgham on the outside. I don't think it's going to happen. I just don't. Greg Ward is too small to play on the outside overall. So, and he's even smaller. It, it, to me, he's, he looks smaller than Devontae Smith. So, my opinion is that you would still see Greg Ward as being kind of the third, the third guy. Um, and then you'd have Jalen Rager and Devontae Smith on the outside. Devontae Smith being the guy I really want to look at uh, this year in drafts. Now, is that to say I hate Rager? No. I like Jalen Rager. But I like Devontae Smith more out of Alabama. So tight end, you still have Zach Ertz there for now unless he gets traded. Uh, But the main guy that everybody's looking at is Dallas Goddard. Um, Dallas Goddard is really a guy that I, I will look at I mean, I'll still look at him there, even if if Ertz is there. But I want a little bit more of a discount on him. Uh, otherwise, if da- if Zach Ertz does ha- does get traded, which we're hoping, we're keeping our fingers crossed. Dallas Goddard is full goal for drafting. So definitely keep that in mind. Dallas Goddard is being highly respected by a lot of people around uh, fantasy football circles. So. Let's take a look at our ADPs here. We're starting at quarterback. Jalen Hurts is QB 11, pick 86. So what's that mean? Looking at about 7th, 8th round, somewhere in there. If he went went in the 8th, I would jump all over it probably, to be completely honest with you. Get some of that running ability and whatnot. I think it's a perfect spot for him, to be honest with you. Um, would I like him to drop by, back farther? Of course. Of course. But it is what it is. He's probably going to go up before he goes down. We're going to monitor that one uh, for sure. Moving to running back, we have Miles Sanders. He comes in at RB18. So an RB2. Pick 30. So mid-range 3. Would I take him in the middle of round three? Hmm. Hmm. Yes, I definitely would. I would take him. I would take him in that mid range. Um, after him, you're looking at David Montgomery, Josh Jacobs, maybe Travis Etienne, uh, the rookie, um, Chris Carson, Kareem Hunt, James Robinson. Now we got a split backfield with ETN and James Robinson there, but who's going to be the lead back? Is it going to be James Robinson or Travis ETN in that offense? Josh Jacobs, I'm just kind of completely off of, unless he falls far enough. He'd probably have to fall at least another round or two before I'd consider taking him. Uh, he's going at overall pick 37 right now. David Montgomery. Oof. With Justin Fields in there, I kind of like David Montgomery more. But not if Andy Dalton's in there, to be completely honest with you. Um, Kenneth Gainwell. 
Kenneth Gainwell, where are you? There he is. Uh, it's going as RB46. So an RB4. Uh, pick 131. So 11th round. 11th round? Yeah, he's definitely worth a pick. I would take a shot at him back there. Um, but probably more if I wasn't fully secured with my uh, my backfield that I had. So Wide receivers. We're going to have to go a little bit farther back here. Try and find our first one. Devontae Smith, the rookie, is the first one off the board. Going as a wide receiver uh, three, uh, wide receiver 34, uh, pick 81. So back end, a back-end wide receiver three who could bring you wide receiver two value. Uh, I like the spot. I will take a shot on uh, a rookie that far back. Uh, in front of him, you have the four. I'll do four in front of him. DJ Chark, Cortland Sutton, Odell Beckham, Tyler Boyd. I would take everyone except for Tyler Boyd in front of Devontae Smith. Now behind him, you have Robbie Anderson, everybody's new dream guy, uh, <laughs> new old new old guy uh, from two years ago, Debo Samuel in San Francisco, Jerry Judy and Will Fuller. Now I'd have to think long and hard about Robbie Anderson, quite possibly Debo Samuel. I'm not 100% sold on that. And Jerry Judy. Will Fuller, I'm very much off on. Just because I've talked about Tua's um, struggles to get the ball accurately down the field. So, Devontae Smith, I think, is fine right there. Now we just need to find Mr. Jalen Rager. He goes as wide receiver 53, 135. So, if I don't get my hands on Devontae Smith, I'm not going to cry about it. Um, if I wanted to get a piece of the passing game, I may take a look at Jalen Rager just because he's going so damn dirt cheap. Um, definitely, definitely interested there. Tight ends. Dallas Goddard is your tight end seven currently. Pick 83. So he's going right in a nice little cluster with Logan Thomas and Noah Fant. Um, I think that's fine. I think that's fine, really. Um even if Ertz is still there, but I want I want more of that discount. Now Zach Ertz is actually going as tight end nineteen. Mm, pardon me, pick one sixty three. So he's going right at the back end. I would probably take a shot on that. I would take a shot on that definitely in best ball. So not too bad. Um, defense still isn't good, so you're going to see a lot of you know playing from behind. Or at least you should see playing from behind or keeping everything kind of um, close with their opponents. So I am okay on there. All right, last but certainly not least, everybody's favorite team, the Washington Douche Canoes, led by... Ooh. What the fuck did they call him? Was it like the Amish, the Amish cannon or something? I don't know. Amish something. The Beard. Ryan Fitzpatrick will be your starting quarterback, backed up by Taylor Heineke. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick should be going real super late in draft, so I have no problems taking a shot on him whatsoever, uh, especially with these weapons that he has. Now, at running back, you're going to have Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick again with a little bit of Peyton Barber. And who else did they pick up? 
UDFA, Jarrett Patterson out of Buffalo. Love that kid. Love that kid. He's a little bowling ball guy. So uh, we're going to have to take a look at Antonio Gibson specifically uh, for our drafts. J.D. McKissick, I don't know if I would necessarily draft him, but uh, definitely take a look at him. Wide receivers you're looking at, of course, Terry McLaurin on one side. Curtis Samuel, who will split inside and out. Um, from time to time. Adam Humphreys in the slot, should be slated in the slot. He comes over from Tennessee after being cut. Now I'm also keeping an eye on rookie Deami Brown, Um, but whether or not he's actually going to play a role this season remains to be seen. Adam Humphreys does get hurt, so quite possibly you might have Curtis Samuel move over, Deami Brown move up. I think he's better than Kelvin Harmon. Uh, who basically has not played for the last two seasons. So uh, we'll see what happens here. But the main guy that we want to take a look at is one Terry McLaurin. At tight end, you're going to have Logan Thomas. Definitely, definitely a guy that we always look at. (laughs) That we always look at. One goddamn year, and I say we always look at. Uh, We will look at this season. Uh, I don't think last year was really a fluke. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is really going to like him. He likes throwing to his tight ends. So I would expect another decent year out of Logan Thomas, and I don't know if you really have to spend that much draft capital on him. So without further ado, we are going to look at the ADPs here. Where is Mr. Ryan Fitzpatrick going? Well, he's going as QB 25, the beginning of the QB 3s. Did I fail to mention that I believe in Ryan Fitzpatrick as more of a stable, quote, quote, stable quarterback? I, I am right now. Okay. Does throw turnover, does throw interceptions, but I, as long as they don't bring in any other quarterback, really, I don't see Taylor Heineke really taking the job unless they're out of it for the playoffs, which I do not expect them to be out of. Um, then I think you would see Taylor Heineke. So I think Ryan Fitzpatrick actually gets a full season here as the lead guy. Running back, let us find one Antonio Gibson. He is going as RB13, so right at the beginning of the RB2s. Uh, Pick 18. Now, what do I think of that? That's a mid-range two. In front of him, you have Najee Harris, who's going at 14, Aaron Jones, who's going at 15. Behind him, you have Joe Mixon at 22, DeAndre Swift at 23, and J.K. Dobbins at 25. I may be more inclined, even though he fucked me last year, I may be more inclined to go Joe Mixon over Antonio Gibson. But I can't argue with the offensive line. I think it's really good. <sighs> kind of the problem, though, is that Joe Mixon's going to be kind of the main guy. Main ball carrier should be the main target in the passing game out of the backfield. Um, where Antonio Gibson is going to secede some of that target share, actually a lot of that target share, to uh, J.D. McKissick. So... I would probably go Joe Mixon, and then a and then a tie with 
Antonio Gibson and J.K. Dobbins and then DeAndre Swift. So, but I mean, if Antonio Gibson's sitting back there at the two-three turn, I would fucking jump on it all day. Uh, let's see here, J.D. McKissick, real quick, RB forty-five, pick one twenty-eight, right in front of Kenneth Gainwell uh, and Devin Singletary, right behind Naheem Hines and Gus Edwards. So in this offense, I think. Man. Oh. Ryan Fitzpatrick really did like Miles Gaskins, though. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. And keep an eye on that one. Tra- see how that one tracks. Because uh, that might be something to consider at the end. Because you don't really use him as much of a handcuff. So we'll see. Terry McLaurin, wide receiver. Comes in at wide receiver 11, so wide receiver 1 this year. All right, all right. 34. Back into the third round, I think is fine. I think that's fine. He actually has dropped a little bit, but um, I think that's fine in that spot. Scary Terry. I just like calling him the uh, McLaurin. It's like a car. Hmm. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah, Terry McLaurin, I think in that spot is fine. Goes right in front of Allen Robinson and CeeDee Lamb. Right behind Michael Thomas and Keenan Allen. So I think he's actually right in the right spot. It's probably one of the few guys that are right in their wheelhouse uh, this early in the year. So uh, do we have any other Washington wide receivers? Yeah, Curtis Samuel, wide receiver 40, pick 101. I think that's a little bit too high. I'd like to get him more in the double-digit rounds if I'm going to take a shot on him. But he should be he should be the main second fiddle behind Terry McLaurin. Um, let us see. Let us see. What else do we got here? Ooh, Starling Marte with another fucking home run. Nice. Uh, yeah, Kelvin Harmon's the next guy. Ugh. Wide receiver 94. No love for Adam Humphreys in here. Oh, there he is. Wide receiver 130. Yeah, so pretty much it's just going to be Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel. Samuel, I think, is okay at the back end, but I don't know how much I'm going to trust on him. Uh, Logan Thomas now here at the tight ends comes in at tight end 8, pick 85. So two picks right behind Dallas Goddard. Uh, about eight picks right in front of Noah Fant. And I kind of get it. I kind of get it. So I like Logan Thomas. I mean, you could probably wait late in your draft and nobody's going to draft him. Um, so, you, I mean, you could grab him as basically the last tight end to grab. Uh, no problems there whatsoever. Washington defense. Where are the douche canoes at? Well, they are defense four. They are defense four. That's a lot of respect. A lot of respect. Now I gotta get going on. I gotta get that strength of schedule sheet finished, so I can get that out, so we can talk about that next weekend or after next weekend. But until then, let's uh, go through the teams real quick here again. Guys that I would draft, yes, yay or nay? All right. Dak Prescott, yes. Zeke Elliott, yes. Tony Pollard, yeah, there's a handcuff. Uh, wide receivers, Michael Gallup. Yes. 
CD Lamb, yes. Uh, Mari Cooper, oh, this is based on where they're going, yes. Blake Jarwin, no. Dalton Schultz, no. Okay, we move on to the Giants. Daniel Jones, yes. Saquon Barkley, if he drops to the back end of the first round, then I say yes, but currently at his ADP, no. Wide receiver Sterling Shepard, no. Kenny Galladay, yes. Kadarius Toney, yes. Evan Ingram, no. Kyle Rudolph, no. Giants defense, yes. Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts, yes. Uh, Miles Sanders, yes, as current ADP. Hopefully it falls back. Uh, Boston Scott, no. Kenneth Gainwell, yes. Very back into the draft. Jalen Rager, maybe. Devontae Smith, yes. Greg Ward, no. Zach Ertz, no. Dallas Goddard, maybe. But probably. Philadelphia defense, no. Douche Canoes, quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yes, two quarterback, super flex, please. Um, or as a backup quarterback in your single quarterback leagues. Antonio Gibson, maybe. Would rather have him at the back end of two. J.D. McKissick, depends, maybe. Terry McLaurin, absolutely yes. Curtis Samuel, yes. Adam Humphreys, no. Logan Thomas, yes. And Douche Canoe's defense, yes. So that wraps it up. That is the NFC East. We are got one more division left to go. That's going to be the NFC North. I will put that out on Thursday. So everybody has it for Thursday night or woo, or for your Friday, getting ready for the weekend. Holy fuck. I didn't realize I had that on there. <laughs> oh, shit doesn't always run as smooth as I want it to, but I'm going to go to bed because I'm incredibly fucking tired. So I'm going to cut this, publish it, and get it the fuck out. Talk to y'all later. <laughs>